Welcome to Mommyhood to Menopause, the podcast, where we talk all things parenting, life, and life changes. We're your hosts, Loren and Barb, and this podcast is for any woman of any age who loves to laugh at themselves and at life. And we want to hear your crazy stories too. So join the conversation by following us on Instagram at mommyhood, the number two, menopause, or on our personal pages at all of the F words and Southern Blonde Chic. It's real conversation between friends. So let's dive in. Back again, back again. Yeah, girl. I can't believe it. We're like mid-season now. Are we really? Yeah. And we're so consistent. I'm so proud. <laughs> Unlike my blog, but that's another conversation. Oh, me too. I haven't written anything for my blog in forever. I mean, I'm still super active on Instagram, and I feel like that's kind of become my, like, I don't know, creative space at this point. I know, you know, but they say to not let that happen. I know. You have zero control. Yeah, because if Instagram would go away tomorrow, like none of us would have a business in the influencing or blogging world. I would be lost. I would be. And as a matter of fact, the other day, I got a notice from Instagram saying that they had locked my account because someone was trying to get in. Yeah, happened twice. And I mean, I literally, I was freaking out mm-hmm. I mean it's that's a situation yeah it is <laughs> I mean it, you know so and I know a lot of people that that's happened to so I'm super paranoid and super careful but yeah I need to get to work on the blog especially after last week when she I, I listened to our podcast from last week and she's talking about 40,000 words do you remember her saying that oh, she had gone yeah. in and Geneva deleted Rose yes. right the, she the is, author is best-selling author that we spoke to last week from, she's written the book, The Perfect Marriage. It's really, really a great book, especially if you like murder mysteries. And it is fictional, but it was, we were, we were talking about how she would write all of these chapters and then she would delete 40,000 words. I'm thinking, I mean, 400 words. I strain some days <laughs> just to come up with that. So it's like, wow, I've got to do better. Yeah. Anyway, how are you? I'm good. You know, we are dead in the middle of searching for new au pairs. Elena is only with us until I think the beginning of July. She goes on like a three week vacation. And then she, I think she has to be out of the country by August 19th. Wow. So you're, you're at the door. Yeah. How do you feel? I mean, obviously I'm super sad, but I think I don't know. Like, I want to see what Elena does, you know, when she's done with us. Like, I want to see the things that cause she's so talented. And she had interviewed for the uh, show. Let me think what it what it is called. Donna. I've got to look it up now. It's an Italian like adventure show. And she, I helped her put together a reel for it and she made it like to the next round. Donna Ventura, that's what it's called. And she made it to the next round, but because of COVID, Italy is still pretty much shut down. So they're not continuing with the interviews right now, but they're touching base with the girls who made it to the next round. So I'm kind of excited to see like if she ends up on a TV show or she ends up starting her own business for interior design or what, you know, what, what's next for her? You are so, I have to say, you surprise me often because I feel like we're a lot alike, but then sometimes I'm like, really? 
Like really, for me, I'm so much more. I guess I'm just selfish. Uh-huh. I'm like, just stay. Like, oh. it's good here, girl. And this is what I want. Like, you're very, you're very giving. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would love Elena to stay. If if there was a way to get her a green card and get her, you know, to be able to stay here legally, but. And I think Cashin will have the biggest upset when she leaves. Yeah. I mean, she's like my right hand sometimes. Like when we do party planning or events or anything like that, she is literally such a big help to me. But, you know, I want to see like what she, it's like your little sister, I guess. Right, like yeah. you want to see what she does in the world too. Because I'm proud of her. And like I said, she has so many talents. I just want to see like which one of those talents she hones in on and and listen, if if it's gonna be childcare, she can stay. <laughs> if, if she Feel wants free. to hone in on that on that talent, you know. But. I mean, I just and I have a problem. Like, okay, I remember when she first came, we had just started our podcast, mm-hmm. or maybe it might have been right after. But anyway, I just have a problem with another woman living in my home. <laughs> I just don't know how you do that. I and know, like now to bring this. somebody else in, I just I would be no. Yeah, it's definitely scary. Like I feel and I. Actually, just told Elena this for the very first time, but I, maybe she asked me the same question. I don't remember. But when we first decided on Elena, my mom tried to talk me out of an au pair so hard for that reason. She's like, "You think it's a? Do you think it's an age thing? Because your mom is like my no, age. No, because I felt like that at the very beginning too. It, so me getting an au pair started as a joke in our radio stu- uh, station studio. And Manny brought it up and he's like, dude, I grew up in New, in New Jersey with all these like families who had au pairs and it, it was awesome and they added so much culture and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they were all hot. And I was like, oh, stop. Uh, Let me right, stop there. right there. Not, not <laughs> happening in my home, babe. But, you know, then after being in the experience, because I'm, yes, I am a jealous person and I've said that before, but you have to give me a reason to be jealous too. And then I'm like, all in, don't cross I'm all me. about preventative, okay? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like sometimes you can set yourself in motion mm-hmm. for... Yeah. Like, I don't think I would ever... Uh, Elena is very, very attractive. Super thin, beautiful, young, vivacious, funny. And just cute. Like, just, she's yeah, so cute. Super cute. Yeah. But, like, I don't think I would ever have anybody in here who was, like you know, huge boobs, dressing provocatively. I mean, first of all, we live in a country club. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, we, we <laughs> you're not going to be, you're not going to be the neighborhood joke, right? No, well, no. But like even, um, I, I mean, I have had the conversation with au pairs and I haven't had it with any of these girls, but the first time around, I'm like, Hey, we live in a kind of conservative environment. So are you okay with, you know, not being, you know, sexy when you, because even when you go out in public here in Charlotte, like Charlotte's kind of a small town and me being on the radio, I feel like everybody recognizes Elena when she goes out. Oh, for sure. I think, yeah. And she's got a very unique look. Number one. I think she, yeah, she does. Yeah. But I, I told her, I was like, you are still an extension of a representation of me and my family. So I can't have you out like, it up or <laughs> you know doing body shots on the bar in south end you know and she would have ne- she would have never done that like we went the but right the fact that you just you can't be out <laughs> it up elena taking care of my kids oh my god but because charlotte is such a small town you know and like there are definitely things that get lost in translation like i mean europe is a little bit more 
willy nilly very relaxed like, yeah yeah with like bathing suits right and, and that sort of thing and I don't know if I've ever told you this story but Elena and I we, our family went down to Ocean Reef Florida for vacation and Ocean Reef is like super conservative like super snooty Oprah has a house there island oh, what island it is it's the first key uh, Largo. Oh, Largo. Largo, yeah. So we go down there and we went to go check in. And we had been in the car for like an hour because we were driving from Fort Lauderdale. And I'm in shorts. Elena's in shorts. And we walk in and we go to check in. And after we check in, I was like, oh, I'll show you where the pool is. And the guy from the front desk is like, um, excuse me, ma'am. Yeah, we have a dress code here. So you guys, you guys can't go to the pool in what you're in. <laughs> There's a dress code for the pool. You're well, slumming. So there was just a dress code for the entire community as a whole. So I had on like shorts that had an un, like they were unfinished. So right. they, they were frayed at the bottom. And Elena's shorts were really short. And they basically like kicked us out of the lobby. and was like, you two need to, you two hussies <laughs> need to change before you can walk around here. So, you Get know. Get some class, girl. Come on. That's bad. Isn't that funny though? But there's definitely, like I said, there's definitely things that are, you know, Europe is a lot more willy nilly with some things than we are here in the States and and especially in more conservative communities. So it's a conversation that you have to have, I think. But I think the one thing with me, because I'm so face value, I will say pretty much anything, right? Like I will put it out there before it becomes a problem. And I think that's what saves a lot of Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I do agree with that. But I still... I don't know. I mean, you've, you've become so close with her mm-hmm. and I, I think that's precious. I do. I mean, I, I DM you on Instagram mm-hmm. and say, oh, so sweet. Yeah. But at the same time, do would I want her at my house? Like, I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, I just, I couldn't do it. I get it. But you know, it, it's again, Elena's never given me a reason to be jealous and Dallas has never given me a reason to be jealous. Now somebody walks in here and they're, you know, flirty and handsy and, and whatever. And I know that that's some cultures too. Right. Which I mean, who knows? Like we're looking at a South American girl right now and like Latino communities are a little bit more like lovey dovey, handsy kind Touchy, of thing. Yeah. So maybe that is something that we will have to come to in the future but i mean with our current i say hire somebody out there and then we'll have the best podcast ever (laughs) just be like what happened happened this week loren oh it's so bad well i know it's a long process for Mm -hmm. you and we've got a good candidate in the hopper right now yeah yeah we just got to see how it plays out are there certain ages i mean do they have to be a specific age yeah it's from 18 to i think you have to be in the country by your 26th birthday Oh, okay. And you can only do a two-year stint. But she's been here. She was extended, right, Elena? Elena, yeah. Elena actually, because of COVID, was able to stay two and a half years. Yeah. They did a six-month extension for the girls that were already in country because there was a J-1 visa ban, and we couldn't get any more all pairs into the country, which it's coming to an end now. And the one girl that we are talking to is from Brazil, I don't even know if I can get her here, honestly. And she's like the one girl that we actually like at this point. But with Brazil, the, I mean, their outbreak of Corona is so bad at this point. I, I just don't know what's going to happen. Like, even if we decide to hire her, am I going to be able to get her here? Wow. 
So it's throwing such a wrench in everything, mm-hmm. you know. It really is. I know. So what's going on with you? You seem to have a new accessory over I there. I do have a new accessory. <laughs> I had I had a little mishap. I I've been roller skate. Okay, so you have to understand. I love to roller skate. I haven't been on skates in years, but I grew up. I lived. I mean, it was the thing to do like on Friday, Saturday night here. Yeah. So I went every weekend. I was really good. And when I put skates on, I don't know, a couple months ago, it, it was just like, you know, getting back on a bike. It was just natural. And it makes you feel, as sad as this is, it makes me feel so young. Yeah. I don't know why. It's it's like swinging. You know, when you go to the park and you, do you swing? <laughs> Wait, can I tell I'm sorry. I don't mean to hijack your story here, but I have to tell you this because I literally just told the story to intern Lauren the other day. Are you talking about like swinging on a swing or yeah. swing dancing? Swinging on a swing. Okay. So we were talking about, is it called swinging when you, it's swing dancing, but there's like shagging. Shagging. I was going to say, you're talking about beach. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm talking about shagging. But when, as a damn Yankee, when I first moved to the South and I hear people are shagging. No. I'm like, all I'm thinking is like Austin Powers and people (laughs) banging. And I'm like wow, people are really open here about their sexuality. And like after I'm having the conversation and I'm like, what, so what do you mean by shagging? And they're like, it's like swinging. Like, you know. And no. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously a couple weeks later. Somebody like you sincerely thought. Sincerely. And I didn't want to say anything because I was like, okay. Well, do your no, thing. I'm not going <laughs> to shame you. Like if that's your thing, that's your thing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway what how are we on a podcast together I, I literally some days I'm like we are like so alike but then it's like who are you I what <laughs> see I would have wanted to know like what do you do well tell me how you got I into just that moved here oh like, I, I would want to know. know all the d like what in the world and I didn't want to look like a if it wasn't what I was thinking <laughs> yeah then you're the self now, now I look like the provocative one I didn't want to you know I didn't want to go there so I was just like okay I'm gonna shut up and just ask Dallas about this later and Dallas you know is from Pittsburgh too he lived in Virginia for a while but like he really he had no clue I mean he he was like I think it's you know beach dancing or, or whatever and I was like what now I'm so confused <laughs> So yeah. Okay. okay. Sorry. Let me let me so really clear this up. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking about on a swing at the park. Okay. okay. Swinging as a child. I love like it just makes me feel free and young and whatever. So I was skating and I thought I'm going to go and shoot a couple vids and I had my daughter with me and I and I've been doing them in like dresses and skirts. Okay. Well, here's a little little tip. Okay. So you do a lot of photo shoots, mm-hmm. right? Do you do them always at home or no. do you? No, no, no. So okay. uh, I actually just started doing them at home because of the pandemic and the baby. But before that, I mean, we would shoot uptown. Okay. Did you change clothes in your car? Yes. Like, uh-huh. okay. So even still, like if we shoot at Blakeney or something, yeah, I'll change like it's in my just car. Yeah. so inconvenient though. Mm-hmm. Right. Like such a pain. Oh yeah. Okay. It so is a pain. 95% of the time, not in a dress, but in pants, I'm commando. Cause I <laughs> Hey, I don't want to, I don't, <laughs> is it too much? <laughs> I love that you just said you go commando. <laughs> 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 
That is so. If you've now never I'm seen, wait, no, don't be embarrassed because it's just funny. But like the person that you would never think in a million years, like super classy. Um, but like if you've never seen Barb, please go and look at her Instagram. I mean, Southern Blonde Chic. Okay, she's she's like the Southern Belle. Like n- without a panty line, without okay. a panty line. <laughs> okay, because I'm like, okay, so and I thongs are like, you know, they're just, oh, and then they're still there. <laughs> just they're there, line. but they're not there. It's really a pain. <laughs> Why not just take them out of the equation altogether? <laughs> Is this not? Done? <laughs> okay, so you're going commando. You're changing in your. I car. can't pull it together. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, so, I, well, no, let me just say, so that's most of the time. Well, my daughter, who is 26, <laughs> she thinks it's, like, so weird. <laughs> oh, I false eyelashes are going to come off. So, she thinks it's so weird, and she's forever saying, well, if you had panties on, you know, or <laughs> whatever, whatever. So, it's, like, this big running joke. Well, um... I'm skating my little heart out, and she's doing a couple videos, and I'm like, <laughs> if this is going where I think it's going. I promise it's, it's clean. It's, you know, it's rated okay. PG. Okay. So I'm skating and whatever, and so, and like the last couple times that I've been out skating, I haven't fallen like one time. Like mm-hmm. I'm getting really good, right? Doing my turns. Have and false sense of security Feeling now. really uh-huh. confident. And so I've been, um, you know, and I've been told if if you're one of those people just please have some mercy and don't contact me because I've been told, why are you not wearing a helmet? Why are you? Okay. Because it's not pretty in my videos. Okay. Bottom line. Well, you're not that, downhill skiing either. No, like but. I mean, how fast are you going on your. <laughs> again, I hold up my, I hold up my little, poor little hand because I have a fracture. So we're out and we're, you know, we're videoing and I'm like literally two minutes from being done. Like I've changed clothes several times and everything's going to be so cute. And I'm going down the middle of the street and there's nobody around. Thank God. And so I just turned. I was like turning to go turn around and go back to the car. And Meg's like just finished video and she just turns it and I wish to God she had gotten it. You don't even have it on I don't have it on. No, it's so sad because it was classic. So I turn around and literally like I'm wheels up. Like I'm legs straight up over my head. Like straight up, my skirt at this point is also up over my head, like just straight up. However, did your girl have on a thong that day? Did you? I did. I'm so proud I, of My you. butt has a skid mark. I will tell you, left cheek. <laughs> but I landed, and you know, of course, I put my you wrist, put, put my hands down, down and, and fractured my um, the top of my hand. But it's so funny because. We literally, I knew like immediately. I'm like, oh, this is not good because, like, you know how when your teeth jar, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like that's intense. Mm-hmm. I really landed hard, and I knew immediately, you know, that something was up. But she's laughing so hard, and she's like, all I can think is, thank God she has on some panties. <laughs> and I'm like, great. Anyway, but um, so yeah. Got a little fracture mm-hmm. and gonna and a be new accessory to go. Gonna with be it. in this splint for a few weeks, but very minor. So could have been a lot worse. Well, that's good. I, I mean, if you would have had a helmet on, it wouldn't have helped your wrist anyway. I'm telling you, it's funny. I'm not even on Instagram. I refuse to even say anything. Like I've been videoing with the other hand just mm-hmm. because I, I just can't do it. You know, there are too many people gonna say I told you so, and I just I don't know. I've had so many people say, and my nephew who is just the 
like I adore him. He's like a brother to me, but he's constantly ragging me. He's like, you're going to break a hip because he's always joking mm, about I'm yeah. old. So now I'm like, crap, you know, I, I'm, <laughs> it's happened, but I just don't want to catch any grief. So yeah. I'm just laying low. Okay. You have something else exciting happening. You are, I feel like this is a milestone in your cancer journey. Oh yeah, I do have, I was like, what? What is it? <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah, I know I do. I'm super excited. This week I get to, and if you don't know, I've had cancer, breast cancer, and they put a port in, like it's a, it's a, um, it's where you get your medicine. Right. It's where they put chemo. They, mm-hmm. they insert the chemo. And so I hated this thing since the moment I got it. it. It's surgically implanted into your body and it basically like hooks up to like IVs and that sort of Main thing. Main artery. Yeah. They, yeah. They, and it's like in your, in your chest, kind of up over your heart. So you can kind of see it. Oh, you, you can very much. I feel yeah. like an alien. I cannot, I just, I hate it. And how long have you had it for? Since December, 2018. Wow. Yeah. And like a lot of people have problems with them and mine's always been really great and I'm, I'm thankful for it because it saves your veins, you know, because right. chemo will just literally eat mm-hmm. your veins. So, which, you know, I don't know why chemo didn't eat my fat. I, you know, don't you think you <laughs> not just something do a sister a favor and add a little bit <laughs> something to this? But anyway, so I get the port removed this week. And it's so funny. Like, literally, I tear up talking about it. Like, it's just a big deal. Because I remember thinking, you know, I don't know. Will this ever come out? Will I have to have it for, you know, years and years and years? Mm-hmm. And so it's been two years and I'm good to go. Is it something that bothers like your body image in your head? Okay. So yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, I, would you be comfortable in a bathing suit? I've worn bathing suits. Like, you know, obviously, I mean, I've been to the beach many times. Is it, is it, it is visible in a bathing suit. Oh, it's very, yeah, yeah, protrudes. And it's not, but maybe the size of a quarter. So it's not like, but it just looks like that doesn't look like that belongs there. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know, it just may, and I think if I saw it and this is horrible and don't hate me, but if I saw this on you, I'd be like, Oh, Oh, cover that. <laughs> like, I don't want to see that. Like if you know? a kid saw it, they'd be like, mommy, what is that? You know, because it, it's yeah. something that you don't see all the time. And I mean, it's covered in skin. Like it's, you know, it's just under this, right under the skin. Right. But it, it looks just so, I hate it. And so, yeah, I've had, I've, I've tried not to wear, like today I have a shirt on that kind of hangs. Well, it's hanging. I make sure it's hanging on this side. It. No, I know because I cover it. Yeah. Like it's, but you know what I mean? So, so yeah, I'm really excited. I'm a little nervous about it. The last time... I, when they put it in, I was so sick. Like I'm talking about just lost my cookies all night. Cause it was just, I don't know if it was the medicine. I don't know what it mm. was, but maybe it was nerves. I don't know. But, um, so I'm, I'm really excited. That's this week. I want to get my hair done this week too. Just, to be a whole just, new just update. Yeah. Like <laughs> totally updating me. So I'm really excited. Awesome. Can't wait. Cannot wait. I am so excited for you. Thank you, girl. It's, it's a big day. It is a big day. And that's like kind of, I mean, really the finish line, right? Yeah. I mean, well, I still go every month and mm-hmm. get a shot in my tummy and then I'll be on anastrozole, which is anti-estrogen. Can't talk. Okay. So it just kind of knocks my estrogen down for yeah. like 10 years. So there's that. But for me, like just to feel like I'm not, I don't know, like there's no, no other surgery. Well, I mean, I'm going to get maybe implants. Mm-hmm. I, I need to actually talk to Dr. Capizzi okay. about that. But you know, That'll be in the next few weeks, mm-hmm. but after this, like, wait, you think you're going to get implants that quickly in the next few weeks? Well, I'm definitely going to talk to him, like for sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. I mean, I'm you know, it's it's one of those where 
when I had cancer, I pretended that it was, you know, I mean, maybe this is how I got through it. But in my head, I was like, this is this is this time frame, mm-hmm. and you have to go through these steps, and then you're done. And I had somebody reach out to me the other day on Instagram, as they often do. And she was like, you know, don't you think you're being a little premature, blah, 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 blah. Wait, about what? Can Just you about, pants? you know, yeah, about going ahead and filling in. Because at first I was going to get like a fat. Transfer. Yeah. And after talking with him on our podcast a few weeks ago, I'm kind of iffy on that. I'm going to go and obviously do something specific for me mm-hmm. and talk to him about that and get a consult. But I just feel like if it's time to turn the page, turn the page. I mean, if I have to deal with something in six months, two years, 10 years, I deal with it then, but I'm not going to take these moments of, I'm as cancer free as you are right mm-hmm. now. So you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm going to live that way. Yeah. So, and I've, you know, I've asked, or is it, is it dangerous? You know, and it's not. So I'm, I'm ready to turn the page. And I'm I, super excited. And when we talk to Dr. Capizzi, if, if you'd like to listen to that podcast, it's a couple podcasts ago, I think maybe two or three. Yeah, I think three. Um, but he, he talked about how you can still have a mammogram. You can still do, you know, your monthly checks and that sort of thing. So it's not like by getting implants, you know, the people that reach out to you and they're, it's like, I'm educating myself. So before you judge me, why don't you go and educate yourself? Well, and two, you know, I think we all have a different philosophy by which we live. Right. And my philosophy is always, I mean, even in the middle of cancer, you know, because your brain can take you down those roads of what if, Mm -hmm. you know, what if this chemo doesn't work or what if this cancer's huge and everywhere? You you just can't. I just refuse to let myself go there. And and maybe I'm in la-la land, you know, but I'm happy. They they say ignorance is bliss. So, you know, (laughs) there I am. But I mean, I just. different works for everyone. Right. It totally does. And I feel like for me. I live in the, in the day, in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, now, right now, I go every six months for a mammogram, which is, you know, really, I mean, I was going every couple of weeks to be checked. And I don't do self-checks because I have so much scar tissue oh, yeah. from radiation and from surgery that everything feels weird. And so I was doing self-checks on that side for a while. And I just found myself constantly in a frenzy, worrying, thinking. And I would go in and they would say, you're good, you know. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like, you know, I'm going to do the mammogram once a year like I'm supposed to from now on out. And um, I mean, I don't I don't know that I'm going to be able to do self-checks for a while. That might sound really foolish to some people. But for me, anything that comes back is going to be so minute that I'm not going to be able to feel it right away. Right. right? right. And so I just have so much scar tissue. I'm just not. And you're still going in. You know, like you said, you still have yeah, to go oh, in. Yeah. It's not like you know, this is the finish line and then we never think about it again. Right, exactly. Know? And I mean, um, you know, I, I think I'll, I, a friend of mine said I had PTSD and it might be true. It's probably like, true. Seriously, like it was a lot. But um, yeah, so I'm I'm actually progressing to the, I'm really close to the finish line of That's all awesome. of it. So I'm so happy. Well, I think that we should go out and have drinks um, to celebrate once you get your port out. Let's do it, girl. I'm there. Awesome. So that's my segue. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I was just thinking, and Watch she just segue. rolled right into that. I love it. <laughs> I found an article, and this is bartenders revealing what your drinks actually say about you when you go out and you're ordering your drinks. It's among the stereotypes assigned to each personality, and they're really funny and really cheeky. So this is from BuzzFeed, and BuzzFeed says, according to these bartenders, that if you order, wait, tell me what you typically order when you go out. 
Okay, so I don't drink a lot. Okay, I don't like wine. Oh, is this mixed drinks only or is this everything? Uh, No, wine is on here too. Okay, so I'm not a wine girl. I think maybe not a, maybe a martini. Okay, so martini, vodka martini. Mm -hmm. You are one of the fancy drunks. Well, (laughs) I could have told you that before you got your list out. But when I tell you some of these, they are so like the stereotypes are like so spot on. Cause like I will, it, it depends on what I am drinking, but if I'm drinking these specific drinks, I'm like, Oh my God, that's me that night. So I would typically go out on a fancy night and have a dirty martini, three blue cheese stuffed olives, dirty, like filthy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm feeling myself and yep. I'm doing mm-hmm. it. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's my fancy. So night funny. Mm-hmm. Margaritas are the old ladies who really want to get the party started. See, I don't. Do you get that? I don't really drink margaritas too often, so maybe I don't get that. I don't that. Mm, yeah, that's a dancer to me. That's somebody who's like ready to. You know what I mean? Margaritas, cha cha. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, typically, I guess they're the older ladies who want to get the party started. <laughs> Great. If you're ordering a margarita not at a Mexican restaurant, you might be the you old might, lady maybe, trying maybe, to get it started. Maybe, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Long Island iced teas. These drinkers rarely tip, and they are either really young or inexperienced drinkers. <laughs> they rarely tip? Yes. Probably because they're, they're so, so young. They're so young, right. Or they're just trying like to get the most amount of alcohol in their body to get like messed up that... Because they're young. Right, right. I went out. We went to dot, dot, dot here in Charlotte. It's a speakeasy. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> no, you're not supposed wow. to talk about I know, speakeasies. you're not supposed to say it out loud. But. but I feel like everybody in Charlotte knows about dot, dot, dot. We went, and I was with a big group of my family. And, you know, we're like the loud Italians that come in. Everybody is like kind of looking at us, whatever. So... Our table's already popping. And the guy comes over, and my mom's boyfriend orders a Long Island iced tea. And I go, what are you, 21? (laughs) I was like, it's his 21st birthday. Can we get a Long Island and a round of shots? (laughs) How old is he? It's like, I don't know, in his 50s. He just, he, like, he doesn't typically drink. So that's, yeah, but that's what it said. Yeah, he does. Absolutely. Yep. He does tip really, really well, though. <laughs> really well. Chardonnay drinkers are high-maintenance, middle-aged divorcees. Sometimes that totally, yeah. two kids in private school. Don't you think that sounds very, yeah. Spot on. Right. All right, let's see. The Red Bull vodka drinker. Usually on some kind of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but they tip really well at the end of the night because they're true dr- too drunk to care. That's hilarious. That is very funny because I, let me tell you, I drank a lot of Red Bulls, vodka Red Bulls in South Florida when I lived there. Never did any drugs. Just want to I was going to say, there. you need to Didn't clarify this. You're going to get letters, nope. girl. <laughs> but I definitely too drunk at the end of the night to care. Set a big tip. <laughs> the old fashioned. It, this is either someone who really knows their booze or doesn't know anything about booze, but wants to look sophisticated. What is that? I don't even know what that is. Oh, you don't know what an old-fashioned is? It's like a bourbon drink. Oh, okay. Oh, well, uh, then that, yeah. Like a Manhattan. For sure. That's then, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I typically think of, like, old men who drink. With a cigar. Yeah. Right? It, is it, it a, I know this, yeah. I always say, like, my two old man drinks are old-fashions and d- dirty martinis. Like, yes, they're super fancy, too, but, yeah. like. Yeah. 
I don't know. I started drinking them with like, what's funny is that you're, you are, you're a girl's girl, but you're such a guy. I am. Like, let me tell you something for the first, like, I don't know, 20 years of my life. No, maybe 18. I didn't really have a good relationship with women. And I'm, I don't know if that is because like I modeled and I was acting and everything else. So I wasn't really accepted by the women at that point in my life. Cause you know, high school, everyone's so So did you feel like that? Or do you think you were received like that? You know what I mean? Like, was it because of the way you were received or because you didn't like women? Gotcha. So I kind of like didn't feel comfortable in that space. So you had so your guard up. Right. From yeah. It and, and settled into the guys. So right. I had so many more guy friends in my early years. And then as I came into my twenties and my thirties, now I have a, a plethora of uh, women in my life that I'm friends with and I respect and have a great time. Now I'm such a girl's girl. And I think that's a tribute to being on a professional dance team and having yeah. 40 women, 30 women around me 24 seven that were accepting. But you know, what's funny? Like I grew up with, with brothers mm-hmm. and a lot of male cousins. So I'm the same, like I'm the same way. I'm a tomboy and I love, I love a good guy friend. I sometimes would prefer that. I mean, I love my girls. I have, I have great friends, I have to say, but I'm just, I don't know as a whole. Girls do come with some drama. Uh, Men are so easy. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're, they are just I think easier to be friends with and you have to have the right core group of friends too. Yeah. But I don't know. There's something about like a girl's night out now. Like I would so much rather have a girl's night out than like a rowdy night out with my guy friends in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a seasonal thing too. You know what I mean? You're in a different season in life and you probably can really connect with women being a mother. Like it's totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely different. Okay. So we are about halfway through the list. And the tequila shot person, if you're ordering a tequila shot, it means you don't have work tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And then these two are my absolute favorite. If you are drinking a Cosmopolitan, if you order a Cosmopolitan, you will most certainly be a pain in the ass to the bartender all night long. (laughs) What? (laughs) And then here, uh, we were just talking about riding night out with the guys. I can't tell you how many of my guy friends drink Jack and Coke. That's like a classic, right? I mean... I mean, yeah, maybe, but like when all of my like redneck guy friends went out, we went to- Oh, I was going to say, but they have to be kind of like urban. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're out there, not, well, not urban, but suburban, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like they've got to be like outer edge. My boys all had cowboy boots on. We were at Roundup in in South Florida drinking uh, Jack and Cokes (laughs) and they were all so rowdy. Who are you? (laughs) But the, this this list says if you drink a Jack and Coke, you will be in a fight in just a few hours. <laughs> oh god, that's so funny because I was with some family the other week, and all the guys are like, you know, I grew up in the country, so they're they're not rednecks, but they're they're good old boys for sure, and I adore them. Like literally, have the best times with them. But they were all talking about you know Jack, their Jack and Coke. Uh-huh. So love it. Yeah, funny. But that is all I have on this list. All right, but you know what's not on this list is champagne, which is, I think, most certainly what we will be toasting with when oh, you get your poured out. Girl, I cannot wait. I am, I'm nervous and I'm excited and it's a good thing. It's a good day. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, we are going to wrap it this week. You guys have a great week. We'll see you next time. Yeah, be sure to follow us on Instagram at mommyhood, the number two menopause, and our private accounts as well. 
all of the F words, and Southern Blonde Chic. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Mommyhood to Menopause podcast. If you like what you heard, we would love it if you would join us weekly. So go ahead and click that subscribe button. Thanks for listening.